the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. Larry Rosenthal is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, a broker, dealer, and registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Satera is under separate ownership for Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Rosenthal Wealth Management Group is located at 9265 Corporate Circle in Manassas, Virginia, and can be reached at 703-330-3100. Chris McKay is not affiliated with Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Bob Jones is an employee of Rosenthal Wealth Management Group and affiliated with Satira. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. And Larry Rosenthal is here in studio with us once again, as always. Good to see you, sir. To be seen by you, Chris, and how are you today? <laughs> well, doing pretty good. You had a great weekend. It's some fun stuff this last week that you ended up doing, I know. I did, yep, yep. Last weekend was the uh, the big repel, right? You know, yeah. for uh, helping Haitian Angels going over the edge. Yep, definitely. Right. Dina came in and did a great job on the show last weekend. Appreciate that. And, and so we were able to repel. And so I understand, you know, coming into the studio this morning, Chris hits me up with a little surprise, everyone. He's uh, yeah, a got a little bit of a video of me actually repelling down the building. Ignore um, the screaming when you see it. It's just it's yeah, not. Right. And the dangling. There you go. So so here's what we're going to do. It's, it's about 30 seconds long or so. And so we're just going to give you a warning. If you go check it out, LarryRosenthal.tv. That's LarryRosenthal.tv. At the next break, he's going to put it up there so you can you – can uh, look at it on YouTube. So go check it out if you want to see it at LarryRosenthal.tv. <laughs> Lots of fun. Uh, but we were able to, to raise a good amount of money for the orphanage down in Haiti that we help support. And uh, it was just a lot of fun. We had 85 people actually repel over two days. Yeah, I saw that on the video. Yeah. A lot of people there. Yeah. So it was yeah. very, very good. So you can check it all out at the website, HelpingHaitianAngels.com. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, just, uh, just look at it and, and see if you still want to donate, you can still donate. Um, so, uh, it was very, very, very good. So Chris will yeah. put that up on the, on the YouTube here in a moment. Yeah. Right after our first break, we'll uh, talk about you, uh, and your repel and watch you together and, you know, give you a hard time. It's what we yeah, did. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. You know, I spent four months getting really worried about it. It wasn't that bad. So, so, uh, next year we'll do the same thing. Well, you had a lot of sympathy. A lot of people were praising you for going down that uh, with, with one arm in a sling. That was pretty neat. So. Yep. Yep. You know, my arm is still, uh, uh still a little bit banged up when I broke it, uh, earlier this summer. And, and, uh, so I did it in a sling. I think you so. should have put a bandage on your head too. It really got some sympathy, but you know, just... <laughs> well, 
Well, people were wondering about that. That's yeah. for sure. That's <laughs> no, for sure. Well, still... good morning, everyone, and welcome to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. I'd like to continue to listen. Welcome our longtime listeners on WAVA as well as Sirius XM, Family Talk, Nationwide, Channel 131, uh, Border to Border and Coast to Coast. Let's start off this week, you know, again, first of all, it's Open Mic Saturday, which I really enjoy, you know, sh- Give us a call with any questions at all on your minds, estate planning, taxes, insurance, the economy, the Fed, the stock market, your investment strategies, whatever's going on, any questions at all. There's no holes barred on Open Mic Saturday. Whatever you like, fire us up with some questions. You know, this past week, the market, uh, again, just... um, uh, had 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 set some more records again this week. You know the S and P rose two point nine percent last month. Um, the Nasdaq climbed about four percent, and and uh, the Dow was up as well. So you know the market has has really come back. We've we've wrapped up seven consecutive months of gains in 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 August, which is great news. You know the, this is the rebound effect. You know again the market is a forward looking indicator, anticipating where the economy is going to be at some point down the road and the market just keeps on grinding higher we do have a couple of, of uh, things that we have to take a good look at you know as as far as the stability of the economy where we are and things like that you know this past week we were expecting a very nice jobs number and that jobs number came in very disappointing on Friday. That that led to a little bit of pressure on the markets on Friday, as we all saw, you know. But the economy added just 235,000 jobs in August, and we were expecting about 720,000. So we fell very short of the mark. And uh, But good news is unemployment did drop from 5.4% down to 2, 5.2%. Um, uh, but, you know, we haven't seen the job postings uh, or job creations that we were hoping for. So we'll have to keep an eye on that and see what's happening, if it's softening up, what the story is with, with all of that. And then there's a big question, too, about the extension or the completion of unemployment benefits. We'll have to wait to see what happens uh, this this month with, with everything there. Um, just some some stuff, you know, looking at globally, you know, as far as the economy goes, Um you know, Canada is starting to show some contractions. Uh, their their numbers aren't 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 expanding as much as as they had thought at this particular point. And you know, U.S. Uh, homes, uh, believe it or not, for the first time, uh, we've seen some deceleration in sales. Uh, signed contracts to purchase previously owned homes in July fell 1.8 percent from June. Uh, this is according to the National Association of Realtors. Pending sales, which which are more forward looking indicator of closed sales in, in one or two months were down eight and a half percent compared to July of last year. What do you think that is? Is just the inventory is coming up or what? Well, I think it's a combination of inventory coming up, of people being satisfied, of people just kind of saying, you know, these housing prices have gone way, way up. You know, the median price of of an existing home was up 18% in July, Chris. Oh, I know. And some people are just going, hey, wait a minute here. Wait a second. You know, and so we'll, we'll we'll see that you know the free open market will find its level, and and that's always a good thing, you know. But but you know we're not talking about a, a real estate crash or anything like that or or a recession. I just don't see that at this particular point, you know. Um, so, but you know, just just keep an eye on on things like that. Uh, overall, the economy, you know, seems to be cruising along fine. We'll get into some of the Fed talk here in just just a moment, along with some other things too. Uh, but you know, they're they're, you know, they're citing some concerns about the new uh, Delta strand and. Uh, strain of of COVID nineteen and and just some softening and and 
And, you know, when you stop and you look and you look at all these reports that come out every single day and week after week and month after month, you know, you, you look at trend lines. You don't look at one report and go, oh, no, the economy's doing this or doing that. that. That's not how it is. You have to look at all the different reports, lay them out in front of you on the table, and just sort of see what the story says and look at the trend lines, you know, short-term, long-term trends, look at themes and things like that. See what the Fed is doing as well. So, so you know, bottom line here is the economy is still moving along, muddling along. You know, when, when, you, when you step back, Chris, and you take a look at the big picture and you're trying to say, hey, I want to improve my rate of return, right? What are your choices? Cash, bonds, stocks. Well, what is cash paying right now in the bank? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> not too much, right? What much are bonds all. paying? What are bonds paying? Again, not too much. No. So there you have to take a look at equities, at stocks. You know, that's really the, the, the game in town, you know, when it, when it comes to all of that. So, you know, and getting to the, the, the nuts and bolts of everything, you know, everybody's been been very, very um, uh, well. Everybody's been anticipating what the Fed is going to do with its bond buying program, and they gave us some very accommodative, um, very dovish conversations here at the Jackson Hole meeting in Wyoming a couple of weeks ago. And you know, over the over the past few months, we've seen we've seen record economic and financial market growth. Uh, inflation numbers, admittedly by the Fed, about time, right, have been a little bit higher than expected. Uh, but, you know, the S&P since the March lows of 2020 is back up over 100 percent at this particular point. So so this is caused with, with the market expansion, the rebound that we've had, which has been a phenomenal rebound. There's no doubt about it. This has caused a lot of people to believe that the Fed is going to start rolling back, you know, its bond buying program sooner than expected, you know, to avoid any risk of the economy overheating. Well, at the same time, the Fed is basically saying, hey, y'all, listen, you know, we want the economy to run a little hot because we want to get an average targeted 2% rate of inflation. So an average means it's got to run hotter than 2 for, for a while in order or in order to meet, you know, eke it out there. Um, but we think that the Fed and, and the consensus seems to be that the Fed is going to continue to do its best uh, job to, to keep the market stable and, and keep the market expectations, you know, um, accommodative uh, for, for, from that particular standpoint. And when you when you take a look at at where we are right now, we're starting to see consumer spending uh, tapering down a little bit. And mainly due to to uh, COVID again, uh, retail sales dropped 1.1 percent in July, which was expected to drop 0.3. But here's the key thing. Additionally, you know, when when you take a look at it, let me just add this additional comment. Uh, the Dallas Fed President uh, um, Robert Kaplan, he's one of the most hawkish members of the Fed, right? He's one he's one of the ones that that are, has been out there basically saying we got to tighten, we got to slow down, and blah blah blah. He recently flipped his stance and, and said the issue now is 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 uh, uh, not saying reductions in asset purchases might not occur for some time. So he's talking about, hey, maybe we need to continue the bond buying program, continue keeping much more easy monetary stance in the economy. So well, that bodes well for you and I, right? 
So that bodes well for everybody. The question is, will that trigger more? Will it enhance? Will it will it uh, make inflation persist even more? And so there's a lot of factors involved with all of this. But bottom line is, you know, always keep your eye on the Fed. Don't fight the Fed is one of the old adages on Wall Street, right? We all know that. And so we always have to keep our eye on, on, on the Fed when it comes to taking a good look at it. So, hey, all in all, you know, it looks like the, the, the economy is continuing to expand and, and, and grow. Uh, we'll see what happens here in the next few months. Expect a little bit of volatility as the markets try to figure out which direction and when the Fed is going to move uh, with its uh, purchasing of bond programs. And, uh, you know, corporate earnings continue to prove well, uh, prove very, very strong. So, you know, all in all, make sure your portfolios are diversified. Make sure they're balanced. Make sure they're tax efficient. All the regular stuff that we've talked about for years and years, you know, it's very, very important. Make sure that you're you understand how to generate income in your portfolios. That's one of the things we're going to be talking about today as well as, hey, I got one more piece of news before we take a quick break here, Chris. Just give me one more minute. The uh, Treasury Department came out this past week. This is going to show you how important it is to have a financial plan. Okay, This is important and to understand, and, and because we are not that far away from this. We are not that far away from this report that, this, that the Treasury Department came out with. Now, we've known about this for years. I've taught classes on this. Uh, I've taught seminar classes on this subject right here. But uh, the annual report that the Social Security Trust Fund is going to run out of money in 12 years, uh, which is one year sooner than expected. Um, you know, so so we're getting close to this point in time when Congress and a sitting president at that time, if not sooner, are going to have to make some tough choices on how to sure up Social Security, whether it's a reduction in benefits or additional taxes or waiting to get it uh, uh, longer or whatever it may be or a combination of all of those. But this goes to show you how important it is to run a financial plan. You know, when you're sitting down and you're taking a look, maybe you're, 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 it's kind of an interesting thing. I, I actually had somebody here this, this past week in their, in their late twenties, want to get into a financial plan, which was just, it was just so, Amen. so nice. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. It was just so nice to see somebody thinking that far ahead in, in, in my industry anyway. So, but you know, when you, when you take a look at, at realizing that you know something's going to have to change in Social Security in just 12 years. Uh, you know it's important for you to have a, a good, properly structured financial plan. You can go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and right there on the front page, you'll see a video about 90 seconds long of what a financial plan really, really takes. You know, really looks like. So, so that's about it for the economy. You know, same thing, different day. Move on. You know, keep, keep, keep your know what you own. You know, inside your portfolios and why you own it. That's one of the things we always talk about. You know, understand what your investments are designed to do and how they match up with your goals. You can wrap that together in a financial plan. So, hey, give us a ring. We're going to take a break here. Go go check us out. Uh, you can check out my little repelling thing on LarryRosenthal.tv yeah. and give us a call with any of your questions at all. It's open mic Saturday, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense 
in a moment. another money minute with larry rosenthal so many different ways to invest money lump sum deposits buy and hold market timing how about dollar cost averaging put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval whether it's monthly quarterly annually whatever it may be this gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares you want to keep buying more and more shares over time On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years. Now nationwide and coast to coast from sea to shining sea, call now. 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Yep, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert here in studio. So we talked about it a little bit ago uh, there, Larry. Um, So I think we're ready to go ahead and watch you kind of Repel off the side of a building. Are you ready to watch yourself? <laughs> you can do it. That's fine. I guess I'll keep doing the show, though, all right? Well, uh, no, we can just talk about it for a second, and then those who would want to go okay. and see this, go over to LarryRosenthal.tv. Yep. It's a short little clip anyway, and it's just kind of fun to watch it. And uh, here you go. Now, i, I got to ask what you were thinking when you were getting hooked up here. You know, what was that's that? That's exactly right. I wasn't. <laughs> like <looking> over. <laughs> wow, that's quite a, quite a ways up there. Yeah. Yep, yep. And that's my brother next to me there on oh, the other no, row. I see. So you're racing each other down the, down the side. Yeah, road. we're laughing at each other. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's for sure. This, uh, how many stories was that? 17. It was the 17th floor, yep. Oh, my goodness. That's... That's that's an amazing thing. Yeah, well, it looks like the good. ropes are new. So you know, whoop! What did you do there? Yep, yep. Trying like, to race. <laughs> like you kind of lost it there a little bit. Trying Go, to race. Yep. You can check it out at LarryRosenthal.tv. So <laughs> maybe we'll hang it on the website too. But I appreciate everybody who helps support the uh, Helping Haitian Angels uh, fundraiser, fun drive, and. Um, uh, it was just a lot of fun. So oh, praise the Lord. Yep. It was a very good, successful event. So, hey, I got an announcement to make here. Coming up in a couple of weeks on Thursday, f- September 15th, um, we're going to be doing two webinars. Now, here's the deal. We're going to be doing um, basics in estate planning as well as the 11 different ways to title in uh, accounts. And each way you title an account will depend on the taxation of that particular account while you own it and after you dispose of it. So we're going to do the basics in estate planning, and it's going to be two, we're going to have two sessions, uh, September 15th, one from 11 to 12 Eastern, and then one from 7 to 8 Eastern. It's the same class. You can sign up for either one, or you can take both of them. It doesn't matter. It's free, and you can watch it in the comfort of your home or wherever you are. Those are a lot uh, of fun. I enjoy doing those. Yep, yeah. so so go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. It's LarryRosenthal.com, and just click on Seminars, and you'll see the registration button right there. We're going to have people from all over the country. There's going to be hundreds and hundreds of people from all over the country on the webinar, okay? And the design here, the, 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 the objective is to help you design an estate plan for your family. Start thinking about it. You know, there's three phases of financial planning. 
There's the accumulation phase, the distribution phase, and then the legacy phase. And this is what we're going to be focusing on, wills, trust, probate, taxation, things like that. It's very timely, this material, because as we sit here and take a look at the current administration wanting to change some of the estate planning tax rules, we will bring that up in discussion. But we'll talk about, hey, this is a proposed change, you know, nothing's nothing's gone through yet or anything like that, but we need to really understand what's going on. So check it out, LarryRosenthal.com, September 15th from 11 to 12, and then again from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. There's no cost for this webinar. Go sign up for it. Get some friends to sign up for it. We're going to give you lots of information. You can ask questions live during the webinar. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you may have. You can type the questions in or whatever it is. So so we're going to have lots of people from all over the country on, on this webinar. Check it out, LarryRosenthal.com, September 15th. Let's go ahead and welcome Frank on the line from Virginia. Good morning, Frank. How are you today? Hey, good morning. How are you, Larry? Doing okay? Yep, I'm doing fine. How can I help you, sir? Okay. I, I'm uh, I'm 80 years old, and I just wanted for you to dive a little deeper into the Social Security Trust Fund. Uh, as I, I've been listening to this all my life, and it seems like it's, uh, you know, the Social Security thing is often used by politicians to you know, to scare people like myself. But here's what here's what I understand it to be. Okay, we put our money in. There's money coming in from all the workers. It goes supposedly goes into a trust fund, but actually, as we found out, they spend the money and they just put like an IOU in a in a cardboard box or something, and then uh, then they that's how they figure out whether there's uh, it's going to run out of money, or not run out of money, but really no money there. So help me understand what happened. I know that they have to. They would have to make changes in order for the trust fund supposedly to balance off what goes in, what goes out. It all should be the same. And I understand that. So they threatened to cut benefits. They threatened to raise the age of uh, of, of getting the benefits. So can you clear, clarify a little bit, dive a little deeper into what, what really does that mean to someone like uh, a younger person growing up or even myself? What, what does that all mean? Frank, that's a very good question, and and I agree with your point that for years it's been a political volleyball back and forth across the net, okay? Uh, However, it's almost time to pay the band for the dance, and and that dance has been the IOUs. We've been doing it on borrowed time, right? And Mm -hmm. so in 2032, 2033, that's the number that keeps floating back and forth, based off of the amount of money that's anticipated to come in at that year from taxes based versus the amount of money that's estimated to be paid out to Social Security recipients that year, there's not going to be enough revenue coming in to meet the demand for what's being paid out. And that's the year that's got the X on it, right? So Mm -hmm. up until this point, there's never been a real big concern about it because the money's, you know, it's working. We're, we're, we're getting more money coming in than we're paying out. However, at that particular point, it's going to flip. So what has to happen is, you know, social, to, to solve Social Security, it's just a math problem. That's all it is. And, and it takes a little bit of political will and leadership. And so what, what, what will happen at that particular point is there is a model. Now, remember, I've, I've taught seminars on this, and, and they, they, the material they gave me, they said this is a model. And, mm-hmm. and and just based – because you have to start somewhere. So they, so they just did a, a couple of different examples in the, in, in the material. And one of them was, hey, you know what? 
if we don't change anything, if we do not increase taxes or if we do not extend the number of years until somebody can claim Social Security, we don't change anything, then people on Social Security in 2033 at that particular point will have to take a 30 percent pay cut in their benefit. Okay, and that's just sort of how it started off. And then from there you go, Okay, let me show you how to fix it. If we if we raise this type of a tax, if we do this, if we do that, there's there's several different things that they can do and they can do little tiny things on a handful of different things so that it doesn't hurt, you know, Mr. Mrs. Smith, anywhere town USA a lot. Do you see what I mean? It's just a little tiny piece across the board for everybody, and they can keep it going. But the problem is, is who wants to stand up and say, yeah, we're going to jack up taxes in order to pay Social Security, right? So as we get closer and closer, Frank, to 2032, 2033-ish, whatever that year ends up being, we're going to have to see Congress and a sitting president step up and sort of look to, 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 to really solve this issue. So that's what it is. So right now, yes, you're correct. It is the box of IOUs, but, it's, but it, around those years down the road, there's not going to be enough revenue coming in to pay for the anticipated number of recipients receiving it that year. Something has to change at that particular point, if not sooner. And, okay, and, so let, let, let me just say, all right, let's say they don't do anything. 2033 comes around or whatever the year is. Now the money is just adds to the, the federal deficit, right? If they choose to do that, that's correct. If they choose to, to continue to, to print and borrow and, and do that or reduction in benefits or increase taxes. Like I said, fixing Social Security is a math problem. That, that's it. It can be done over a weekend, you know, and and, and it just takes the political will to do it. Let me just I don't want to take up much time, but let me just follow up with one other question. And that is, it seems to me that with the huge numbers of uh, dollars that are actually part of our, our, uh, our deficit, it seems like printing of money and putting it into the system has yet to have any deleterious effects on us. It seems like they can, you know, they say, well, watch out for inflation and all that, but we haven't seen it in real time. It doesn't take a bucket full of dollars to buy a loaf of bread. So what is the effect of, of printing the money without really having anything behind it? I, that is something I don't understand, and I haven't heard any economists talk about it. It's a deficits are a are not a problem until they become a problem, and that just seems to be the 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 running theme, right? You know, um, we are the world's reserve currency, one of them, and and you know, as long as our deficit doesn't get too out of control, and there's a couple of ways to look at it. What's the percentage deficit to GDP, and then what's the interest payments as on a percent to GDP? And the interest payment is is less than two percent. Three percent of GDP. So, so when when you take a look at it from that perspective, there's like a lot of room left on the credit card, is what people are saying. But it's not a right. problem until it becomes one. The issue here is if interest rates do rise, and they will eventually, it just puts more stress on the interest. Uh, high, it makes it higher deficit is 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 actually what it does. So I'm not a fan of it. Nobody is really. Um, it's got to come under control at some point down the road. Uh, you know, and and you know that's just. Kind of the deal, as far as it all well, goes. But you know, well, this all boils down to 
you know, bending it over to to how important it is to have a good financial plan and understand where your income is coming from. You know, while Social Security has been a wonderful program for many, many people, within the next 12 years or so, something's got to change on it. Either we're going to tax more, we're going to print more money, we're going to take a reduction in benefits, or a combination of all three, you know. And it very well may be people that are on Social Security at that particular point, nothing changes. But all the new people that are getting ready to come on to it, here's the new program. Here's how it's going to look for you. I, I, there's so many different ways that it, that it can work out, you know, but the politicians are going to have to sort of figure this all out. So. Well, thank Appreciate you, Larry. The, you've been, uh, you've been, you've been, you've been, I've listened to you for many, many years, and I think you're, it is a real ministry, and it's a great ministry, and I appreciate everything you've done for everyone who listens. So thank you very much, and uh, have a blessed day. Yep, I appreciate the phone call, Frank. You too. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Again, getting back to our, our webinar here, September 15th from 11 to 12 p.m. Eastern and from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. It is a, it's a free webinar. It's going to be on the basics in estate planning. We're going to identify the 11 different ways you can title accounts. We're going to talk about taxes. We're going to talk about how to most efficiently transfer your assets to your heirs and or charities through an estate plan. There's no cost for the for the uh, webinar. You can attend for free. Tell some friends about it. Go visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the seminar button and go ahead and sign up. Let's welcome Christina on from Georgia. Good morning, Christina. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. Thank you for taking my call. My question is, I have about 12%, I'm over 60, I have 12% of my money in cash. Um, the other is in 401 and a couple annuities. But with the way money's being printed by the government and inflation's on the rise, and then you see what happens in Afghanistan where they've gone to crypto because they're concerned about any monies that come in and the use of them. I was wondering, what do you suggest is besides like a five to six month um, emergency fund? What is your recommendation? Recommendation to improve the rate of return on your cash? I'm not sure your question. No, whether you should keep it, keep that percentage in cash or whether it should be put into crypto or I'm not so sure about the stock market or um, just keep it in cash. What? Is there a percentage of your money you should have in cash? So, Christina, you should keep anywhere from three to six months' worth of living expenses in cash for emergencies. And that's really dependent upon liquidity of other investments, the percentage of household income you provide, the stability of your job, um, that type of thing. So one of the problems that we have today, I'd say one of the challenges we have today is like let's just do some simple math. Let's suppose your expenses are say say you know five thousand dollars a month just to do math easy. You know six months is thirty grand, and and putting thirty grand in the bank today at, at essentially zero percent rate of return, you're going backwards when you when you add inflation in on that, right? So the question right. becomes, well, maybe I could take you know maybe three or four months of that and put it into a bond fund that might be giving me 3% interest. At least there I'm going to be getting a little bit ahead of inflation, right? And and, right. and as long as that bond fund is liquid, now you've got part of your cash reserves in a very conservative type of a bond fund, 
and part of your cash reserves in the bank. And that's sort of a way that, that I've seen a lot of people do it when we get down to these zero interest rates at, at, at bank levels over the years. And so that would be one suggestion as far as that goes. But remember this, as far as putting money in different currencies and different things like that, we still trade in dollars. You know, you, you can't take a crypto coin down to the grocery store and buy a basket of, of uh, bread and soup and steaks, right? They're not going to take it, right? So you've got to flip it back to the U.S. dollar. So, so things are still denominated in dollars and probably will be. Uh, going forward. And, and so that's kind of just what, what you have to, you know, deal with. So the, the big thing here is to make sure that your money outpaces taxes and inflation, because that's the true dollar. That's the true purchasing power dollar that you can, that you can take into the grocery store down the road. So there's a couple of bond funds. If you think about it from this perspective, Christina, you know, you've got the money in the bank. And then if you open up the bank door and take one step away from the bank, and then two steps away from the bank and three steps away from the bank. The further the steps are away from the bank, the more risk there is and, and more volatility there is on the money. But if you look at taking one step or two steps away from the bank, you can get a bond fund that's, you know, yielding, you know, two, three, four percent, which is an improvement over over zero at the bank, keeping it very, you know, pretty much stable. There is a little bit of fluctuation, but, um, uh, you know, there's no guarantees once you step outside the bank door. But if you'd like, I'll be happy to send you down some information on those types of liquid bond funds. And then it might help you in, in, in improve your, your you know, overall rate of return. Uh, if you like, I'll go ahead and put you on hold, and I'll have Bob get some of your contact information, and we'll send could, it out to you. Could I ask you one more question? Sure. Right now, um, I have a mortgage on the um, home that I'm in. I have the cash to pay it off, but it was recommended that I use the cash to live on rather than having it taxable. I'm taking it out of something else and having the mortgage paid off. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, so you're talking about pulling the money out of like a retirement plan, paying taxes on it, and then paying your mortgage off? No, 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 the cash to pay off my – I have the cash to pay off my mortgage, and that's what really I was talking about okay. with you, asking you. And rather than pulling my money out of investments, um, it was recommended that I live on – the the money that could pay off the mortgage and just keep the mortgage payment rate. and just keep the mortgage payment right what do you recommend so here's the deal. So, so I have taught a, 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 a for years. I've taught a seminar on that. There's actually nine different ways to attack that question. Okay, Christina, and three ways show you how to pay your mortgage off early, and three ways show you why you shouldn't. It just goes to what your objectives are. So, one thing that you don't want to end up being is house rich and cash poor. Maybe you have your home paid for. Maybe it's worth $400,000 and your home's paid for, but you don't have enough money to go to, to, to the beach each summer with your grandkids. That's not going to do you any good, right? So in some cases, I would suggest to people have a big, big mortgage. Some cases, I would suggest to people have a small, manageable mortgage. And in some cases, I would suggest to people it makes a lot of logical sense to go ahead and pay the house off. Okay, and so the way we approach this, Christina, with our clients is we show them all these different options. Okay, we put it into a financial plan for them, and then we say, here's what the math says. This is what the calculator says. You have to make the decision on do you want to have your money governed by what the calculator says, or are you going to come back and say, you know what, I, I understand the math. I understand 
that that the math says I should have a, a small mortgage and keep my money invested. But but I just feel more comfortable and secure having my home paid for. Guess what? That too is okay. It just means we need to look at the financial plan in a different light, making sure that you still have spending money and things of that nature. So before I sit down and tell somebody, yes, you should do this or no, you shouldn't do that, I will put it into a financial plan and run these different scenarios for that person. That way you understand because the math works like this, Christina. Mortgages, okay, mortgages are simple interest on a declining balance with a tax deduction in most cases. Whereas investments are just the opposite. They're compound interest on appreciating sums. So the longer you stretch out your mortgage payment and the longer you keep your money invested, theoretically, mathematically, down the road, you'll end up with more money. But somebody says, well, wait a minute, though. I just want to have my home paid for, and there's nothing wrong with that either, okay? It all boils down to your personal financial plan, and and that's what that's what once somebody gets – a good understanding of their financial plan, they realize what they're in competition with is their financial plan, not the stock market, not building up the bank account. It's you, it's what do you want to try to do so that you can live your standard of living in your comfort zone and not worry about things. And that's really more important than going, okay, well, seven years from now, I'll have an extra you know, $10,319 if I do it this way. We're not getting the value out of life that that the that the money's bringing to us. Do you see what I mean? So so I do. My, my 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 statement back to you after saying all that. I'm sorry I'm going on and on about it, but it's important oh, no, to no, really no, I appreciate un- it. It's, it's very important to understand this. My statement back to you is is I'll send you out our financial planning toolkit and it'll sort of draw a line in the sand and it's going to address the question of hey, if I keep doing what I've been doing, where am I going to be down the road? And then let me look at alternatives. So if you like, I'll be happy to do that. We'll do a, a, a mortgage payoff um, uh, scenario for you in a financial plan, and we'll show you all the different ways. And then once you understand the math, then you can look at it and go, well, I'm going to do what the math says. Or you know what? Thanks for the math. I still want to do it like this. Let's build out a plan to pay it off. And then that means we need to make the investments do other things on the other side of the ledger. That's all. So very simple, kind of a long explanation to a, to a simple answer getting to, to the simple result. But that's really what we need to take a look at, Christina, okay? Thank you so much. Absolutely. Let me put you on hold. Bob will get your contact information. We'll send you out our financial planning toolkit, okay? Uh, I also want you to sign up for our webinar, if you can, on September 15th. You can go visit our website, LarryRosenthal.com, and sign up for it. We've got two sessions. It's on estate planning, and part of what your solution is going to be is on estate planning, too, uh, with the... um, um, <laughs> my dog just walked in the studio. Yes. You can see him on the YouTube. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> hey, Buster. So, yeah, yeah. So, Christina, I appreciate the call. Let me put you on hold, and we'll have an advisor reach out to you next week and, and get some information for you on all this, okay? Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You know, again, we're having our our estate planning webinar. Uh, We we had this earlier this year, and we've had a lot of people, you know, hey, can you bring that back again? Can you you do this again? And, you know, we always like to sort of take the summers off. From, from the webinar series and things. So we're going to roll this thing out again in September, September 
15th, a couple of weeks from now. Go visit the website, LarryRosenthal.com. Sign up for the webinar. Sign up for our newsletter. Follow us on Facebook. Check it all out. There's no cost for the webinar. It's going to be two sessions, 11 to 12, and then 7 to 8 p.m. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. We've all heard the more risk you get, the more opportunity there is for growth in returns in your investments. However, can you have too much risk in your investments so that you get diminishing returns? You can only water ski behind one boat at a time. Make sure your risk-adjusted return is aligned with your investment objectives. There are still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. Delivering sound financial advice you can depend on. You found the Larry Rosenthal Show. Call now with your questions, 855-767-3123, or stop by LarryRosenthal.com. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Again, that number is 855-767-3123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal live right here in studio on Making Money Sense. Larry? Oh, you know, I, I can't be the only advisor out there talking about this. I know a lot of people are, and we keep getting these questions. You know, we, we talked about this several weeks ago on the show. We've got people asking about this. And so I, I wanted to bring it up again today. It's important to understand. And, and when you, you know, when you take a look at different investments, let's suppose you have an investment account. And I'll break this down, and I want this falls under the head of, of – understanding how to generate income into your retirement portfolio to spend and live, okay? And that's sort of the heading that this falls under. I'm sure I'd come up with more elegant words if I thought about it, but we're just <laughs> flying here, right? So, so you know, think about this. You have an investment account, and maybe you have, let's say, 
10 different investments inside of it. You've got a couple of mutual funds, a handful of stocks, some ETFs, some bonds, whatever it may be. It just makes up the investments. So some of those investments need to be designed for a little bit of growth, right? And some of those investments need to be designed for income. And what I want to focus on today here, just to, just for a few minutes, is the income piece of those investments. So there's your investment account, and you've got, let's say, four or five of them in there, and they're designed for income. So if, if they're designed for income, one of the first rules is you have to say it's designed for income. It's not designed for growth. It's designed for what? For income. So now you're looking at getting what we would call um, um, well-established, high-dividend-paying stocks. You know, the S&P 500, the average dividend of the S&P 500 is right at 2%. It might be 2.01, something in that ballpark. We'll just call it 2% for math purposes here. But there are stocks out there that pay higher dividends, 5, 6, 8, 10% dividends, okay? Now, the principal in those stocks fluctuate up and down, just like normal stocks do. They go up, they go down, they go up, they go down. Guess what they're going to do next week? They're going to go up, they're going to go down, they're going to go up, they're going to go down, right? But all along, what those stocks are doing is paying out a dividend. They're paying out income to live off of. And this is one way that you can sort of, well, infuse cash into your investment portfolio to live off of, quote-unquote, living off the interest, living off of dividends, right, without selling the ownership of shares. So the idea here is that over time, as the markets grow over time, as the companies perform over time, the price per share of that stock should, there's no guarantee, but it could go up over time. So there you're getting capital appreciation over time, right, possibilities, while you're getting delivered the income at the same time. And these stocks have all different income. You know, so some of them might be at 4% dividends, some of them might be 75 some of them might be 11 you know, whatever it may be. And you put money into all different ones and get a blended rate, let's say, of, you know, 6% or, or 5% or 7.5% or whatever, whatever it is you want. Now, here's one of the interesting things that you can do about this, Okay. So on, on, on one, well, first of all, one month you might open up your statement and go, hey, my principal grew and I got the income. That's a great month, right? The second month you might open it up and go, hey, my principal came down a little bit, but guess what? I still got my income. What's the primary investment objective of this portion of your portfolio? Income. So some months the principal will go up a little, some months down a little bit. It'll, 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 it'll ebb and flow along there, but it's always delivering, you know, the, the objective is to always kind of deliver that income to you each and every month. So here's one of the things that you can do, one of the strategies that, that someone can do is let's suppose you have a dividend stock, and let's suppose it's trading just so I can do math easy here at, say, $40 a share. Okay, so you can buy it at forty dollars a share, and it's paying the dividend out. You're happy about the the length, the the amount of dividend that it's paying out, but you go, well, golly, you know, if 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 it goes from forty dollars a share down to let's say, you know, thirty six dollars a share, now I've lost ten percent of my principal. But hold on, it's still paying the income out, and that's the objective, right? So what you can do is you can put a stop loss underneath of this. You can buy the stock at $40 a share. Let's suppose you put a stop loss in at, say, $39 a share. Now, what happens if that stock loss goes down to $39 a share? It kicks you out. So if it drops to $38, you are not losing. You're out at $39, and then you just have to buy a new dividend stock again to regenerate the income. But what happens if that stock 
goes up from $40 a share to $41 a share. That stop loss can be called what's, what, what's known as a trailing stop loss. So it can go from 39 to 40. So now if the stock goes to $41 a share, you go up to 40. If the stock goes to $42 a share, you go up to 41. Stock goes to 43, you go to 42 on your trailing stop loss. So now the stock's at 43, and it drops back down to, say, 39. It kicks you back out at 42. So you lock in profits, and you got paid all along the way. So very simple strategy, uh, but, but a lot of people just, you know, they're just not aware of this out there. And we want to bring this education to you on how to basically, what we call in our office, hey, let's infuse some cash into your portfolio, <laughs> right, and not sell off any shares of ownership. So pay attention to this. This is this, it's, it's under, it's, it's, it's um, wonderful strategy, often underutilized, I would say, underutilized in the industry. And so that's one of the things that you really want to take a look at is, is how to infuse cash into your portfolio. A lot of uh, these stocks that are out there don't pay dividends, so you got to find the right ones, right? you got to know what you're looking for. And... Exactly. There's certain sectors of the economy that these stocks are paying very handsome dividends in. And, and, you know, a lot of this all stems from the 1987 Tax Reform Act. You know, back before 1987, Chris, you know, the, when you had a dividend from a stock or a mutual fund, it got reinvested. It was tax-free. Mm-hmm. 1987 changed that. Ta- dividends became a taxable event. And so then there was a lot of pressure on companies to sort of lower their dividends and put more focus on the growth of shares, you know. And now we've got this group of baby boomers who are sitting around going, yeah, well, you know, we want some income, right? We're in our 60s, our 70s, our 80s, and our 90s, and we want some income, right? So now we have to go find these dividend-paying stocks again to to go about doing it. And there's a lot of them out there. We've got a whole list of them out there. Hey, if you want information on how to, you know, sort of – um, uh, I guess jack up your yield, if you will. You know, there's there's a lot of different ways to do it. Do it through a financial plan, obviously, but there are ways that you can go about doing it. You know, and dividends aren't guaranteed or anything like that. We all know, and they they may change from time to time. Uh, but but that's something you 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 take a look at, it and it's actively managed as as far as all that goes. So, good good strategies when it when it comes to it. And, and you know that that sort of goes into, uh, you know, one of the things that that I also wanted to talk about today was the the different reasons people fail financially in retirement you know one of them is procrastination right uh you know failure to 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 set clear financial goals and build a financial plan let's do it next week right right exactly and i know chris you were going to go to the procrastinators conference this october out in vegas but it got canceled right well that and i was going to put it off anyway so yeah (laughs) right you got that thing coming up yeah exactly (laughs) exactly but you know it's important to understand where your money's going to come from how it's going to get there and 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 at the end of the day you want to make sure that that the income you're receiving is tax efficient from reliable sources and that's the big deal right there so that you can sort of cruise your your standard of living through retirement years and then pass the assets on to your heirs uh, so so failure to establish financial goals and understand that is is a big issue that people fail uh, financially. Another reason that people fail financially in retirement years is the unwise use of credit, not understanding the proper ways to manage credit before you get to retirement. Uh, unfortunately, we've seen you know we 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 strongly encourage for people to reduce their credit balances before they go into retirement years. 
that just alleviates a few hundred dollars, if not more, per month of cash flow that's going to credit cards for things that you, you already spent the money on. So now here, if you keep it under 30%, it also keeps your credit rating pretty high as well, right? If you keep your credit card debt under 30%, that's what they're saying. is the 30% of what? Of, of your available credit. So if you drop it down to 30% of, the, of what you've got as balances, if you, if you need to carry a balance, which most people probably oh. shouldn't, then if you keep it under 30%, your credit rating will not be harmed from what I understand. So it's a good, idea to, so. It's a good idea to keep your credit balances low anyway, right? I think it is, yeah, especially when you're paying interest, right? You know, lots of interest on credit cards. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So so a lot of this goes to how to build out you know, your financial plan and things. Lack of understanding about what money can do for people, understanding how compound interest works, you know, understanding again, you know, there's, there's again, the, I, what I talked about here today on, on the dividend stocks, there's, that's, just a, that's just one of four or five ways to infuse cash into your retirement plans in order to live off of dividends and interest and things like that. You know, bond interest, systematic withdrawals from certain types of mutual funds, uh, even annuities, uh, different things like that that can help infuse cash. And in some cases, not pay down, not, not sell off uh, from, um, uh, principle of, of the shares of mutual funds or, or uh, ETFs or bonds, uh, whatever, whatever, or stocks, excuse me, whatever it may be. So it's important to really take a look at and understanding it there. So, hey, Chris, I know, I know we got uh, how much time here? Do we have to do one more? We have to we do can one do more. one more. Yeah, sure. Yep, let's do one more commercial here real quick, and then uh, we'll keep the phone lines open. I'll give you a chance to, to give us a ring. Check us out on LarryRosenthal.tv. Uh, give us a call, 855-ROSE-123. And don't forget about our webinar coming up. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Sign up for our webinar. It's right there underneath the seminar tab. It's going to be September 15th from 11 to 12 p.m., Eastern, and then again, the same session, same material from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern, whichever one you want to take. You can take both if you want. doesn't matter. Send the link out to some friends, but it's going to be on basics and estate planning. We're going to talk about the, you know, some of the possible tax proposal changes in estate planning. We'll be going over some of the capital gains issues. We'll be talking about the 11 different ways that people can title investment accounts as well. So check it out. You listen to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. So many different ways to invest money. Lump sum deposits, buy and hold, market timing. How about dollar cost averaging? Put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval, whether it's monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever it may be. This gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares. You want to keep buying more and more shares over time. On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years. Now nationwide and coast to coast from sea to shining sea, call now. 
855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Well, we only have a few uh, few minutes, actually a minute uh, left in the show here. So, Larry, we're going to have to kind of wrap things up here today already. Sounds good. Another Saturday. Hey, you can catch us next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense. Uh, between now and then, if you have any questions or anything, you can still give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. As soon as we go off the air, that becomes our, our toll-free number for people to call. If you want some information on any of the topics we talked about, give us a ring as well. Uh, during the week or shoot us off an email don't forget about our webinar coming up uh, in a couple of weeks september 15th we're going to have people from all over the country on the webinar it's going to be on basics in estate planning happy to have you sign up there's no cost for it again two sessions that week that that day september 15th 11 to 12 p.m eastern and 7 to 8 p.m eastern as well it's going to be lots of fun and we will answer your questions live during the webinar so bring your questions as well i see we have some callers on the line I'll stay in studio as soon as we're done. So for Bob in the back and Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week. God bless, and we'll talk to you next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.